0: Owen Kilpatrick, I'm 18 years old.
1: Uh, Christina Alcantar, 17 years old.
0: i Everett Blake, 18. How have the arts um, influenced your life, either positively or negatively? The, the arts have impacted my life positively, because from a young age, my I'm, my great grandma taught herself how to play piano, and you know I got to play music with her, and we music brought our whole family together. So it, it, the arts have taught me how, like. To bring people together, and because I want to go into a career teaching music, it's influenced what I want to do with my life.
1: Um, the arts have positively influenced my life by giving me like a great group of friends, like support system, and some really cool teachers that just like brighten up your day, like at school, because they really know you better than like other teachers only have you for a year, and like if you're having a tough day, they're really helpful. And I think the arts are just really influential to all kids because they're a nice like, positive outlet to put like, creative energy towards or any energy towards. That's a complicated question. Overall, the arts have influenced my life like really, really positively. It was my passion. Music was my passion. But also, um, I by chance came across a teacher that wasn't very good which is a rare thing, and he made it so I lost my passion, but overall, like, art was a great thing for my life.
2: Hi everybody, it's edumacated. Sisters fighting education ignorance. And we
1: are back with another episode from our second fabulous intern, Mr. Noah Miller. Hi, Noah. Hi, Noah. Hello. We are, we are actually really, really happy, um, that these guys, uh, decided, although we've been called out, we told them they were doing it. Um, but that they decided to participate so fully. Um, we've been really, really pleased with the interviews that they have both done. And uh, today we're gonna get to listen to Noah's interview of Mr. DeRosa. He's yep. your band instructor? Okay, yep. so what band, School first band of all, tell us, what bands? What which different kinds?
0: um well he teaches a number of different classes he teaches um the uh he teaches piano he teaches um uh, music theory uh for the international baccalaureate program uh and he also teaches uh wind ensemble and concert band and then uh he also uh does jazz band after school on fridays wow he
1: has a very very full plate and which of those things do you participate in
0: um, kind of all of them I've dipped my feet in pretty much all of them uh, because um, I play with both the concert band and the wind ensemble seeing as I'm the only trombone at like in the high school uh, so there's that and then um, I'm also doing uh, music theory because um, that's something that I really wanted to learn um, and then there's uh, last year I did piano with him and then I play bass in the jazz band
1: Wow, dude. Nice. I had no idea you played all those instruments. So talented. I knew you were talented. I know, and I knew he was talented, but holy <laughs> smokes. That's yeah. awesome. Um, uh, so so just like we asked Dave, Noah, what do you got coming up uh, in the next few weeks? What's for your summer? What's for your fall?
0: Um, the Really, my plans right now are uh, to graduate and just kind of, you know, live life throughout the summer (laughs) I do have a few uh, trips that I want to go to Um, there's a West Virginia trip that I'm taking Um, I want to go to Sleeping Bear Dunes Um, and then I'm also uh, going to Copper Harbor in August and I'm also going to uh, Mackinac Island uh, in July because there's uh, um, I'm part of the Boy Scouts and there was there's a troop that goes up there every single year that I've been part of and uh i just want to like pop in and say hi because i'm i aged out last year last year was my last year
3: oh my god you're
0: so old yeah you yeah 17 out. 17 is old um <laughs> that's another thing i'm also getting my eagle scout i'm actually uh, planning my board of review for my eagle scout on uh may 31st nice. so congratulations yeah
2: got a lot that of good stuff coming up to yeah. forward to how do you feel about how do you feel about
1: um the uh the organization dropping the word boy
0: um i think that it uh it's kind of redundant because they're still going to call it scouts bsa and that's what bsa was boy scouts of america um but there's also um, there's also like, uh, there's Venture Scouts, and you, have to, you do have to be 14 to do that, but it is co-ed, um, and they do a lot more high-adventure stuff than the normal Boy Scouts because I think the most high-adventure stuff that the Boy Scouts have done since I've been in there was um, uh, go to Manitou Island or something, and then uh, whitewater rafting was with the Venture Crew, and that was last year, mm-hmm. and that was way more intense than any you know, you know, island hiking that we could do um yeah it was, white water lo- it was a lot more fun. scary yeah yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty scary because i i actually uh fell out uh <laughs> one time and i oh! yeah and we were wearing helmets and i hit my head on a rock and there was still like a pretty big welt oh. on the back of my head like from where i hit the rock so there was that but um uh, it was it was fun overall. It was fun overall. I didn't like the ride back though, because um, one of our chaperones <laughs> always wanted to stop everywhere, like we joking. Just wanted to get back. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to go home. But um, we we joking we jokingly asked him, like, "Hey, can we stop at like the Cincinnati Zoo?" And he's like, "You know, I would, but it's raining." So. Well,
2: you really? We're <laughs> so, going to take a yeah
0: yeah. Detour. So if it wasn't raining, we probably would have gone to the Cincinnati Zoo and not gotten back until like ten o'clock at night, and we left at six that morning.
2: Well, you have managed to stay extremely engaged and involved in your school community and your community at large through your K-12 years. And I, I I wanted to just mention before we listen to your interview is I am equally impressed with um, Mr. DeRoso as I was with um with dave's teacher as well i mean these are secondary teachers who are so passionate about what they do and you could just hear that they exude their passion for their their content and i i really appreciated um his perspective on arts education um and kind of how that intersects or doesn't intersect with some standardized testing which we talked about with um, dave's teacher and then also access. I mean, you go to an urban high school, and he touches on that. He touches on the changes that he's seen in the arts education um, and the benefits of it. And maybe, hopefully, after listening to this, some people are clearer on some of the ignorances toward arts education, too, because he speaks really eloquently about that. So it was, a, it was a really great conversation to listen in on. Yeah, Can thank I, you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Noah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no problem.
2: And I love that he frames the art as a discipline. Yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah, it not really, just not it, just an interest yeah. right, or a hobby, but yeah, as a discipline. It really it really is a discipline because you really need to hone it in if yeah. you want to get good at it. Yeah. If you're really passionate about it, you have to really hone it in. Yeah.
2: That was a really
1: cool
0: Yeah, that was a great
1: takeaway. That was a great takeaway. All right. We will be right back with Noah's interview with Mr. DeRosso. Thank you, Noah.
0: All right, yeah, no problem. Hey, EduMicated peeps, good news, EduMicated is now on iTunes, so go subscribe and listen to us on the go. And you can also subscribe to us on Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at EduMicatedPod. We want to know what you're up to in the world of education. We want to know your personal stories about education. And we want to know what you want to hear about on our podcast, EduMicated, Sisters Fighting Education Ignorance. Fight the fight with us. Hello, everybody. My name is Noah Miller, and today we're going to be talking about um, the arts and why we should have them in school or maybe why we shouldn't have them in school. Um, So uh, before we get into this interview, I want to talk about um, my guest with me. His name is uh, Mr. DeRosa, and uh, he is currently my high school band director at Lansing Eastern High School. He's been here for about 16 years, and uh, he has graduated from Oakland University. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. All right. So let's just jump right into the questions. Um, Why do you think that people would want to get rid of arts programs at high schools, like art, band, and stuff like that? Why do you think people would want to get rid of those?
3: Well, to the truth, I think most of the time people want to get rid of certain programs. It comes from um, a little bit of um, sometimes from ignorance. I think that oftentimes uh, people think that they are not cost-effective, that they're a drain on um, the school, both financially and as far as time goes, time commitments. Um, And in some cases, that could be the the case. But I also think that a lot of times art programs take a lot of investment to get going. Once they get going, um, they're just another class, Um, particularly the schools where they have very large art programs, let's say music. You could have as many as 60 or even 70 students in one classroom. Uh, That's one teacher to 70 students. So that is actually probably the most cost-effective class that you can have at a school. Now it takes a lot to get up there. Um, You have to develop a program and you have to nurture it and it has to be in the correct place. So it's not going to be as cost-effective everywhere, Um, but actually investing in the program could be Um, really cost-efficient. Also, I think that there is, I don't normally hear about people trying to get rid of the arts, uh, at least not from inside the school setting. What I see is people being stressed about uh, how much energy they're putting into um, the, the the subjects that get tested you know like math and reading uh, the ones that are in the the standardized testing the ones that get measured by the state um, so sometimes the priority um, or, or arts get moved down in the, the list of priorities but it's not necessarily that people are actively trying to get rid of it um, definitely when it comes to preparation for those standardized tests uh, at that time, you know, people don't really care very much about how expressive the students are being in their art classes and what kind of songs they're writing as long as they're getting better at SAT questions.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely sympathize with that. And um, uh, I've definitely heard about schools just, like, getting rid of, like, art programs like um, like Band and stuff like that where they just have science, English, <clears throat> math, and history and stuff like that. Um, And I think that that's kind of um, detrimental to, uh, like, uh, definitely the growth and development of like some of the um, some students, even theater, Um, because a lot of a lot of friends that I know that are in band are also um, like they play a role in theater, whether it be tech or actually like part of that. So I do see that as kind of like. it's definitely meant to be like a social situation mm-hmm. and I think that um, part of that uh, is like taken away uh, when you just have like the core classes
3: right. now I can actually elaborate a, l- a little bit on that as I was thinking back um, about the question you asked um, something I can, I, I can um, relate to my experience here at Eastern is when I started teaching at Eastern um, I had my job description was a bit different than it is now uh, and throughout the years, it's changed quite a bit. So we had a full-time choir teacher. Um, she taught uh, choir, s- different sections of choir, uh, and piano. Uh, and at that time, the school was only 9th through 12. Now we're 7th through 12. Uh, but we had a full-time choir teacher just for high school, teaching piano and choir. Um, we also had a orchestra teacher. Now, there was only one orchestra class, and at the time, the, the orchestra class was kind of dying away because we didn't have uh, a, a really good active feeding program. So its days were numbered, but we had a uh, orchestra teacher. And then I was teaching band and I also taught in addition to band, I was teaching music appreciation at the time. Um, but I had my full-time position as well. Now we have, uh, we have another uh, uh, instrumental music teacher here, but that's because we have the seventh and eighth grade program as well. If we didn't have seventh and eighth grade, it would probably be just me again. Um, and we do have one teacher that's also teaching one section of choir. But over those years, we turned the full choir program into one uh, class. We've kind of downsized the, the course offerings. And really the reason that happened is because there was um, ultimatums from above where um, several years back, we just did not have enough money in the, in the, the district. Um, So, our principal was told, within a few weeks, you have to eliminate this many jobs. Um, And there's only so many places they can cut from. So they can make some classes bigger, they can get rid of some of the options. Um, The overall detriment for the school when that happens, it's not just lacking... the options, like having that other section of choir and uh, orchestra and all those different things, maybe in visual arts uh, as well. But those students have to go somewhere. Every time a class is canceled, those students go somewhere. So it's either go to another class or uh, to a brand new class, which is just shifting it over, or the class sizes get bigger. And that's a bigger issue that's been going on in education. So it doesn't affect just uh, arts but that's that's kind of what happened with that yeah
0: what was uh what was the music appreciation class like what kind of stuff were you teaching in that class
3: so at that point it was very um open-ended because it was not linked to our program that we have now which is the ib program with the ib program we have very specific um goals that we try to meet because there are there is outside testing and, and projects that we have to submit at that time, it was really just exploratory course. So we listened to a lot of the things that in, in our class we're listening to now, uh, music from different cultures and an overview of historical um, uh, of music from the Western culture as well. Um, not really a lot, a lot of performance in there either. Just a chance for people to know uh, study a little bit about music.:
0: All right. Um, Next question that I have uh, is, uh, what are some potential benefits, if any, that you could see from uh, eliminating the arts from schools? Like, if any at all, if you don't see any, that's totally fine.
3: (coughs) I think I I, I don't see a benefit in eliminating arts, um, but what I do see is... um, It's kind of related to that. I think it's important for um, each district and each building within each district to have a clear goal a clear Mission so to say and that should be for the current school year, but it should also be long-term So when we're talking about supporting certain programs um, I think that there need to be some some decisions made about while we are going to invest in this program to grow it over a certain amount of years. So maybe not just come up with like lots of random uh, courses but really think about how they they support um, uh, a cohesive program. So for example, if um, within within music, uh, if they thought that let's let's say there was some kind of a fledgling program that they thought that they were if they were to focus on just instrumental music like band and orchestra, uh, or if they wanted to just focus on choir and be able to support one teacher that is able to offer different levels of uh, classes, um, I think that 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 might be a good idea in some cases and maybe not have. Um, uh, Orchestra or not have choir so that you can grow the band program and and start that out and then add a few more Options to that generally speaking I don't really see benefits of just taking out programs just for the for the heck of it really um, I Don't know. I, I imagine this is a question you might ask a little later. I'm gonna jump ahead if you don't mind me yeah. going, Um Because you told me the the point of this podcast is to think a little bit about education and arts and kind of how they intersect in our schools so I guess, I guess we need to think about why do we have anything in schools to begin with? Um, why are there, other than, than the required tests that are done by the state, why do we offer any, any specific classes at, uh, at schools? And I think you have to think about like, what is the role of school uh, in education, public education? And I think there are two roles. The, one of them is job preparation, and also preparation for higher education. So when you graduate from a high school, you are being certified that you have certain skills that will make you employable. Uh, Also you have skills and knowledge that will help you to pursue a career in whatever field you want. Um, So, and I think that's all very important, job preparation, career preparation, higher education preparation. The other aspect is nurturing a complete individual and um, in a way that it is even more important than the direct job preparation because you can't really choose a career and choose an approach to the career unless you know about yourself, you know what's available to you, you've explored different ways of thinking. Um, This is how you're going to keep growing throughout your life and how you're going to interact with other people in our culture and society and become productive. Music Art, and I'm t- talking specifically about music now, is one of the universal ways that people communicate with each other. Every culture that we know of in history, in every, esp- every part of the globe, uh, music has been an important part of the culture. Uh, it's how we transmit um, a, a sense of identity, is how we express ourselves emotionally, express ourselves artistically. It gets combined with other art forms. Um, it's used for um, for marketing, it's used for entertainment. Um, and to ignore that from an education point of view is to, edu- to ignore a large part of what it is to be human. Just like mathematical thinking is part of being human and being able to um, to manipulate time and space and to be able to um, to to move through it through sports and other physical activities. That's part of being human, too. So I think that we all um, have a right to be educated in all those different aspects.
0: All right. Um, uh, This is probably going to be kind of a bit of a no brainer, but what are some potential downsides you could see resulting from like uh, um, uh, to use a di- to use a bit of a different word than elimination but just kind of like um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure I'm just gonna say elimination because I don't have really yeah. another word for it but what are some what are some downsides that you see resulting from uh, the elimination of
3: the arts um, so this is gonna cross over into, into what I was just saying I yeah. think that it leaves out uh, a whole... A set of experiences a whole set of thinking that uh, a student should be exposed to in a public school setting Um, we have to have those experiences so that we can start igniting our imagination and they don't have to come just from being a band class or being in an art class Uh, but that's one of the ways that we get a lot of the information when i think back um, about the students that i've had here at eastern you know some of them didn't actually went on to pursue music, uh, whether it was education or even performance, and they really didn't know that that's what they wanted to do until they were in the program. Um, I had, had one student, for example, that knew that he liked playing the trombone. Um, in this case, I'm not talking about you, Noah, but uh, <laughs> right. it was another trombone player. Uh, he knew he liked playing the trombone, but he didn't know that really he, he, he had this passion for music until he started playing jazz after school um and then once he, he got into that uh i showed him some things and he went in a completely different direction but he would never have found that passion if he hadn't had that the that, um that outlet um and there's only so much we can offer even having music and arts we can't offer every single version of uh, right. of music all the different styles all the different instrumentations and all of that but we have to start somewhere and we have to give people a chance so who knows uh, how many fantastic musicians and performers and music consumers and and brilliant thinkers we would be denying opportunity if we don't have these opportunities in school.
0: So. Yeah, and there's also like a like a social aspect. There's like a um, a definite like teamwork, especially with like marching band. You have to be able to rely on other people around you to form a cohesive shape and stuff like that. You have to rely on the color guard not to hit you in the face. Um, <laughs> and you have to rely on the rest of the band to follow the conductor and, um, you know, do their due diligence and, and practice. Um, and I think that um, that's also part of what, what we would be what we would be denying um, other students if we didn't have that is that social interaction, that ability to work with other people.
3: I absolutely agree with that. Um, and on top of that, uh, there are some skills and, and um, values that are shared with different activities. So you can talk about, for example, competitive sports. There's a lot that's, that's shared with uh, music. Um, but they all have a different. Um, uh, they, they just they just happen a little bit differently within the different disciplines. So we call m- music and art, um, not just an art, but a discipline. And it's called a discipline for a reason because you have to become an artist. You have to have you know that spark that in, that uh, inspiration. But that's probably like the ultimately the least important part of being an artist. Um, having the dedication and be able to see where you want to go and to work on it um, every day or weekly and to reflect back and, and, and to grow um, through a lot of repetition, through a lot of experimentation. Um, that is something that you get through music that's hard to get even through competitive sports. You get it but in a slightly different way. Um, and you're doing that with other people at the same time. So you have this self-growth, self-discovery, and then doing it as an ensemble um, is something that is really amazing. Um, and being a musician, um, I know we're talking about arts education and I keep going back to just music here, but right. um, being a musician, you can you can practice as much as you want in a practice room, but until you start interacting with other people in time, um, you, you don't really get the full sense of being a musician. And you can't help but develop bonds and trust and teamwork and being able to read each other. Um, and those are essential skills, yes. So I agree with you, social aspect is a big deal.
0: Yeah, and there, and, there, and it's also not just in music, but it's in like, um, uh, I mean, you know, like physical art is kind of like, uh, uh, like sculptures and like paintings and stuff. Those are kind of like a solo kind of deal. So there, so, in my opinion, there may be a little bit lost in that, but um, another art form, theater, there's definitely a lot of teamwork that goes into that. You have to rely on like everyone else in like production. You have to rely on people to know their lines. You have to rely on um, the directors to be able to um, interpret what is on the script and then try and realize that. There's, uh, there's just a lot of trust that needs to be done in art. And, um, like, like we've already talked before, there's, um, if, if we didn't have that, there would just be, um, there just wouldn't be that sort of, uh, experience. And you, um, sometimes you can really like, uh, sometimes you can really only get it through like a certain way that you do something, a certain discipline or a certain art form or like a certain activity that you do. So that's pretty much all I have. Uh, do you have any like closing thoughts or words or,
3: um, well, I'm going to share this story just because I really like sharing this story. And um, maybe maybe it, um, it illustrates, I guess, why I wanted to become a teacher to begin with, but also what's so important about having music and art in schools. Um, so when I was uh, a freshman in high school, um, I knew I really liked being in, uh, in band and I liked playing my instrument. And I had just discovered the jazz band. Um, which was an after-school uh, activity, and I was mesmerized by uh, the upperclassmen who were improvising. To me, it was something so mysterious and something so beautiful. They were making up music on the spot and performing it. Um, but it's not just that the music was was really cool. Um, they, they sounded great. They, I, I was blessed to have some some fantastic models of students at the time as a freshman, uh, some seniors and juniors that were just amazing musicians. Uh, but it was their music. They were creating their own music on the spot. And to me, that was just amazing. Uh, I asked my band director at the time, you know, can you help me try to figure this out? So we actually uh, spent a little bit of time together working in improvisation and the first time that I actually try, attempted a solo with other people around um, was one of the most liberating moments of my entire life. Um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a great solo, but all the notes that were coming out of my instrument were made by me. There were no wrong notes because I composed them. Nobody could tell me, you play the wrong note. Maybe they didn't like it, but those were my notes. And up to that point, I always thought that there were people that were artists, And then there was everybody else that played around with music. You know, you had to be a composer to actually be be able to write music. And at that point, I I realized that no, everybody can do this. You don't have to be given license to become an artist, to become a creator. You just decide that that's something you want to do and you jump into it. And then you start nurturing it. Uh, It was a very liberating experience because I realized that not only could I be a improviser, a composer. But you know, if I wanted to write a book, I could write a book too. Nobody had to tell me that I was a writer before I wrote a book. If I wanted to, to do anything else, I could do it. And I wanted to go into teaching because I wanted to, other people, I wanted to, to help other people figure out that they could do things that they thought they were unca- not capable of uh, previously. And in arts, I think this happens all the time. When people are are practicing their music and all of a sudden they hear a recording of what they just played, or they get through something the first time and they're amazed that now they are a musician. They're playing something that they heard other people play and now it's them, they can do it. So um, it's it's important to me, it's a personal thing to me, but I think it's also um, um, arts education is something that uh, opens up possibilities. For people
0: yeah and that's the thing that that's the thing about art that I really like is that it's really a personal experience is that it's really all about you or all about the team that you're working with um, you can really show your personality in a way that otherwise you couldn't because um, um, it's kind of hard to show personality through like uh, like sports because you have like a, a specific way that you're supposed to play the game but with music there's really no rules um, or we just we just have a way to label everything and I and um, I think that's kinda what turns people off from doing music is that people are gonna say oh this is wrong this is wrong but music is much more descriptive than prescriptive mm-hmm. and that's 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 why I like doing music so much is that it it just gives you a chance to show off your personality
3: mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's an interesting balance because at, at one point you can say there is definitely right notes, wrong notes, there are wrong wrong sounds, right sounds. Because in different contexts, if you're playing in a large ensemble, you have a certain job to do. So if all of a sudden you get inspired and you start playing whatever's in your heart, it might clash with not only other people, but the composer's intent. Um, So at that point, you're interpreting the composer's intent. But in a different role, you are creating your own music you're uh, writing your own music or when you get together with friends and you want to do like just play in a jam session you decide as a group what song you want to play what you want the feel to be like how loud you want things to go and then in the middle of the performance somebody gets an idea and they just start playing you know a a different rhythm and you listen to each other and all of a sudden you start having a dialogue that's not based on words so there are all these different roles and different contexts uh, that you can operate in and some of them are really uh, free from, from boundaries and limits. And some of them, it's more about following traditions. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a cool thing about art, too.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for taking time out of your day to, uh, you know, uh, participate in this interview.
3: Pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I appreciate talking to you.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Noah Miller and Deroso signing off. In a world with too few jokes and too few laughs, to the rescue comes Papa Ron.
3: How do you make a tissue dance? Put a little boogie in it.